0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. Today we have Bo, who is the founder of Buzzer. Bo, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Buster, what's going on? Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for this.
0: So first things first, uh, I am an advisor for Buzzer because when you first told me about the platform, it sort of blew my mind. Uh, what for for anybody that doesn't know to give context for everything else we talk about? What's the quickest way to explain what buzzer is
1: the quickest way i this is the way i explain it to my mom um buzzer is a mobile platform that alerts you when uh, moments of a game that you're interested um happens and we alert you and we allow you to watch it in very short form mobile friendly way i love it so Simple that's the mom me. test yeah you know i i worked at microsoft for five years and twitter for seven and i've never quite succeeded at explaining to my parents, especially my mom, what I did. Right. And so, um, when I, the first moment when I felt that I, I got something, we had something was when I explained it to my mom and she was like, that's a good idea. I was like, you should go do it. I was like, okay, mom, I'm going to go do it. So, um, that led to meeting you down the line. And, um, it's always great to have affirmation along the way. So thank you for that buster.
0: What, what, uh, made you want to, you know, leave those companies you'd worked at before and venture out and build, you know, something of your own?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was at Microsoft, I saw firsthand of missing the first wave, um, you know, for Xbox specifically, where Xbox put a large bet into HD and the entire industry went into Blu-ray, right? And so instead of trying to catch up with Blu-ray uh, they were one of the first platforms that had streaming, right. They put a big bet on streaming. Actually they were the first, you know, I know you like fun facts, uh, but they were one of the first devices out there that uh, could stream uh, Netflix. Uh, now you have like 50 different ways to you know stream Netflix, but it was one of the first products to actually uh, stream Netflix as well as HBO and ESPN. And so saw that uh, phenomenon happen. Um, during my time at Twitter, Um, you see a few things happening. Um, The the most simple sense is that when, you know, crucial games are happening live um, or interesting moments are happening in a game, uh, they're trending on Twitter, right? You're tweeting. Hoop Nation is tweeting. Uh, Vic Jacoby is tweeting. You know, count on Vic, right? And so that's what comprises of this very uh, active and entertaining group called NBA Twitter, right? And if you're watching the game, you're part of it right? You're part of that um, subculture, that community. But if not, I think all of us can agree we have had that moment of panic um, or FOMO or that behavioral response of trying to find the nearest TV, right? And now you got to figure out what channel it's on, what subscription is part of. And the beauty of live sports is that it's magical because it's ephemeral, right? And by the time you figure all that out, it's over, right? And so at a front row seat and seeing that you know, behavior happen over and over again. And and so um, really, um, you know, pushed me to um, pursue uh, the idea of Buzzer because I just felt that it was way too valuable not to um, deliver a product for an audience that would naturally use because we all love sports. We all love watching it live. We just need to figure out when and where to watch it.
0: So when you you know you go onto the buzzer app on an NBA game night, if you have League Pass, you can just mm-hmm. uh, sign in and then get all the games for free. But if you don't, you can still watch the games that aren't nationally broadcasted. What like a mm-hmm. dollar or two dollar? What you know, whatever.
1: Yes, it, you know we have different SKUs, but primarily we're looking at a uh, ninety nine cents for uh, the fourth quarter plus overtime, right? And we can dive into a little bit deeper in terms of introducing. Betting skews, right, and bet slips, right, so that we alert you when uh, your bet slips hit or your prop hits. But um, you know, in the most simple sense, it's fourth quarter plus overtime for ninety nine cents.
0: It's a lot of fun. So when when you started this, you know, I remember when when we first met, you had told me I was not the first person you told about this. You told some NBA legends, some iconic athletes. You know, you got. Jordan and Kevin Durant, uh, invested. What is your approach for guys like that? How do you get somebody who already has everything in the world excited about something new?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the best way to get someone excited, especially, um, incredible players such as, you know, Michael Jordan or Naomi Osaka or Patrick Mahomes or Kevin Durant is, um, having them picture them being part of it or being in it. Right. And, and so right. it's hard not to be part of something that you can't that you can easily imagine yourself being in it. Right. And so um they are first and foremost a consumer, right? They are first and foremost a uh at times frustrated consumer, right? They want to be part of a consumer solution. Um, you know, from the likes of Kevin Duran and even Rich Kleiman, you know, they are very well versed in terms of Consumer products, right? They're very active investors. Um, so, you know, it. it you know, I think when I first started buzzer, um, I took the opposite approach of stealth, where I essentially just showed the demo to anyone who would just give me uh, thirty seconds, right? And and um, because of that, we met, right? Because of that, you know, I've been able to really partner up with some world class athletes and um, investors because uh, I've been very open. About uh, what I was working on, and and again, I was very much just demoing the product twenty four seven before actually building the team and the product itself. And so, um, so yeah, um, you know, it, it's easy because you have the demo on your phone, and you can um, play it real quick yeah. uh, for about thirty seconds of anyone who is generous enough to lend you some time.
0: Yeah, I mean, i I can only imagine. I'm I'm sure those games were broadcasted on national TV, but just imagining you know, watching the fourth quarter of a Jordan game on buzzer would be <laughs> insane live.
1: It would, it would break. Right. It, and, and that's the thing. It's that, um, you know, back in the Jordan era, um, I mean, it's, of course, I mean, purely coincidental, I'm working, I'm wearing a uh, Bulls uh, <laughs> shirt. Um, but during the Jordan era in the nineties, um, linear television was the primary mode motor- of delivering entertainment right Of of media um and you know as we all know the consumer habit has shifted right from you see an entire generation specifically gen z and even younger millennials that grew up uh not with tv but with mobile right and so when you're looking at the broader landscape you know everything is still optimized for television and that is very much understandable because advertising is a multi-billion dollar business live sports rights is a multi-billion dollar business um, and you are going to optimize where uh, you have the best chance of monetizing it but one thing that we have to collectively recognize is that you have an entire generation specifically gen z that was born with mobile first right it wasn't tv first like i kind of grew up with i i you know i would wake up you know and 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 throughout the day watch sports center three or four times and by by the evening I can recite the entire show right, right?
0: Yeah.
1: um <laughs> it's really hard to find uh you know a uh, someone in Gen Z would who would actually do that right it's very much been mobile first short form um so rethinking how to optimize a 3 hour live game that really makes sense on mobile is at the heart of what we do at buzzer right and 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 To your point, um, we want to be incremental. We want to address an audience that television is not addressing, and so that has been the core part of our mission and what we want to
0: do. Do you think there will ever be a time where games are broadcasted vertically, like every TikTok?
1: I think I, I do, um, and 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 you know, shout out to Snapchat or Snap uh, for you know really kind of paving the way. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny because you're seeing a lot of clips and highlights that are uh, posted on TikTok or Snap or mm-hmm. even all the you know Twitter, where you can't even see the score <laughs> because you know the video is getting cut out, right? And so I do think that if the customer is very familiar with vertical video, why not you know shoot it in a way that they want to, right? Um, I think there's a lot of pushback by um, you know traditional purists of saying, hey, if you cut down the game to five ten minutes, you're really dissuading folks from watching the full game. And my simple answer to that is they're not watching the entire game. And so how do you get folks to actually consume content a little bit, you know, if, if it's five, ten minutes at a time, but live as opposed to a highlight or clip on TikTok or Twitter. Right. And so uh, my personal philosophy has been uh, put it in the format that you want your future customers to be, right? How do we be customer-centric? How do we be um, you, you know, uh, empathetic to you know how uh, the Gen Z customer uh, consumes content, and then optimize it around how they consume other pieces of content?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I know TikTok allows up to ten minutes of vertical now, and that would literally be the length of the end of the fourth quarter and all of overtime. So yeah. It's definitely, I, I would also bet that that is an inevitable, uh, future outcome. Uh, you know, it, it's cool to see the NBA developing, uh, more original content as well. That goes, you know, like if it used to be, uh, you know, in a lot of lead pass formats, it would literally just be like a static screen in between mm-hmm. quarters. And I, I even complimented them, uh, somebody at the office last week, uh, they have they show like old highlights in between with no commercials i mean it's it's amazing what has happened and they they the n b a is now like a Netflix, whereas like for for me, buzzer is like the short form that goes alongside it um you know, which I think is is an interesting development uh, and I'm curious how sort of how it's gone in the in the couple years since starting it how it's gone compared to how you thought it was going to go at the beginning? What, what, what are the biggest changes?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And, and to just further comment on, you you know, your point around Netflix versus TikTok, I think Gen Z gets a bad rap of having a short attention span. Right. Um, I I think it's really a cop-out answer to say that just because they consume 10, 15 second clips and they just constantly, you know, uh, scroll through, they're just picky. Right. Um, You know, they're, they're still, Um, consuming, you know, the F1 drives to survive, right? They're binging it, right? That's long form, right? And so you have to be very uh, prudent and intentional about what content you surface to an audience, right? Because there's just so much choice right now, right? Look at content. It's such a crowded landscape, right? And one of the things that we wanted to really focus at Buzzer from the very start has been how do we simplify a very... Crowded content landscape, um, and curation is going to be very important, you know, moving forward, right? And so, um, you know, Netflix did that when you know you launched Netflix, and you know it started recommending, you know, via carousel of shows that you would like based off of your past uh, consumption of shows, right? Uh, imagine if there is a horizontal, you know, consumption uh, curation experience across. Uh, all the different platforms out there, right? And so that'd be crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, and that's to be uh, quite just kind of honest, that's the product that we want to build is that if you love Yellowstone and you love baseball, we want to be able to recommend you other shows or other games or other sports or other moments of a game because uh, we know that you love Yellowstone and we know that you love uh, baseball. And so um, I do think that you know right now, since everything is unbundled, and what that means is, you know, if you don't have cable, you're sitting on four, five, six different subscription platforms from ESPN Plus to Paramount Plus to Peacock to Netflix to HBO um, and so forth. And now you have no idea what's playing where, where to find what, right? And um, you know, in between just kind of the bundling and unbundling. Netflix actually served that uh, cable substitute, right? Where you can launch Netflix and you can still find The Office or Seinfeld or Friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as everything is becoming unbundled, you know The Office is now on Peacock, right? Um, you know uh, Friends is a Warner property, right? And, and so it's it you know, complicated. For cons- fast. Yeah, for a consumer, it gets really complicated, right? And all you wanted to do is just watch. One mindless episode of The Office to wind mm-hmm. down, right? Now it's stressful. Now you got to find out where it's See, playing, and so
0: treasure hunt.
1: Yeah, and 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 to layer on top of that, just just say that you want to watch. You know, you talked about Russell Westbrook right before the show. You know, you you want mm-hmm. to yeah. watch the Lakers. You want to watch the Lakers. And based off of where you are, you need a different subscription, right? And so if you're in L.A., you need Spectrum. You know, if you're out of L.A. And if they're playing, uh, in, not on TNT or ESPN, by the way, that's two more channels. Uh, and if they're playing on League Pass, that's another, right? And um, shouldn't we all just agree to understand that Buster just wants to watch a Dan Lakers game, right, and give him that, a very easy access? To
0: I have that problem with the Knicks. You know, yeah. you, 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 ha- you have YouTube TV, and then you got cable, but then – if you're a Knicks and Yankees fan, they're on separate streaming services and none yep. overlap. So you yep. need one for the Yankees. You need another. It's like Fubo that has MSG. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. It shouldn't yeah. be that and all way. You want to really watch.
1: Shouldn't. Yeah. Just let just us watch a Knicks. Watch
0: fan. News. I'm just trying to give yeah. James Dolan my money. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm <laughs> trying to donate, trying to donate to a good cause.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, Kind of pulling it back a, a little bit more is, you know, 20 years ago, we, see, we saw a similar phenomenon happening with music, right? Where you got Universal, you got Columbia, you got, you know, Def Jam, you got all these different labels that are trying to kind of push their different albums, right? And uh, when iTunes first came out with albums, you can buy it for $9.99, right? Ten bucks, you get an album. Seems like a steal because there's 18 tracks, right? Especially because, you know, and and the, you know the consumers back then were like, we want songs, we want singles, want to just buy the songs, and they're like, nah, you can't buy the songs because you got to go to Tower Records and Virgin Records and buy the CDs, you know. And um, so what happened? Um, people started stealing songs on Napster or online wire, <laughs> yeah. right? And um, you know, I, I've always said that you know piracy is not because people want to steal inherently steal. You know, I, I think that piracy is a simple reflection of the inflexibility of the supply versus or versus the consumer demand, right? And 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 that's where leakage happens, and leakage in the form of piracy, right? And so it wasn't until and I'm oversimplifying here and a little bit of revisionist history, but. You know, when you're when it wasn't until iTunes unbundled the albums to the songs and then created a mobile device called the iPod to um, easily port those songs. Convenience, affordability, accessibility, right? Um, eventually made this um, piracy go away, right? And again, I'm oversimplifying here because Napster was slammed with a whole bunch of legal lawsuits uh, I'm and sure, all I'm that. Sure they were. <laughs> yes. But what, what what I'm trying to say is if you make it very convenient, if you make it easy to access, if you make it affordable, piracy will go away. And there are a lot of figures that have been kind of thrown out in terms of piracy from a you know an opportunity cost. Um, the one number that uh, gets consistently uh, thrown out is twenty eight billion dollars a year twenty eight billion dollars right that people that the opportunity costs of people stealing moments in a game, right? because, the reality is is that let's go back to that moment where it's trending on twitter right you know the the last you know game you know it's a heartbreak game but the last uh, few minutes of the blazers lakers was a, a you know dame time happened uh but you know when you're looking at a tweet that says dame time let's just like kind of relive the moment you're you're scrambling to find the tv you can't find it you can't I would I would say that a certain portion of the Gen Z population is probably finding it on a, a legal stream, right? And yeah, that's lots a, of that's, lots a, of that's an engaged consumer.
0: Yeah, they're promoted all over Twitter. Somebody mm-hmm. clicks them; it gives their computer some diseases, and then mm-hmm. you know, and maybe they get it, maybe they don't. But probably for ninety nine cents, they you know would choose to avoid that um, yeah. and that that struggle. If you're able to make it very simple
1: absolutely I and mean, we're working on you know eliminating some barriers around it right we've uh, transitioned over to a credit system so instead of spending 99 cents you're using 100 credits um we're also figuring out other ways to kind of gamify and incentivize people to uh yeah. to uh, be more active on buzzer right mm-hmm. and so i've always saw buzzer uh, as an arcade you know i grew up in chucky e. g's every you know birthday i had I, it was uh I we had it at Chuck E Cheese. Um, you know, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and there were a lot of them there. And uh, I also realized how scary the those the 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 mouse band was uh, growing up. But I like really enjoyed it as a kid. In retrospect,
0: um, it's all terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's it's all very it's dark. <laughs> and the lights are very the, weird. The food
0: is probably diseased.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, but it but I I, I do love the ex- love the experience of you going in and you putting a twenty dollar bill or a five dollar bill into a token machine and then you get tokens right and then mm-hmm. you're playing Papa shot you're playing ski ball you're playing air hockey right and it's this one unified credit system or token system right and so always a vision buzzer to be uh, that arcade that makes it fun that for makes sports, it easy yes. to for sports and so um but in terms of you know back to the piracy idea they they Um, A survey, um, I think it was Nielsen, um, did a survey to uh, a thousand Gen Z folks and said, would you pay if it was cheap and available to you for folks that are actually pirating? 74% of those folks said yes. Right. And so that is incredible in terms of if you give consumers the right convenient and cheap way to access content, they will. Right. The last resort is piracy and that becomes a growing issue. Right. And so, um, you know, give the, give the users what they want, give the customers what they want, right. In the way that they want to consume content, because I think what we do uh, the job that we do right now is do you want a monthly pass? And you're like, no, I just want to watch the last two minutes of the Lakers (laughs) blazers game. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, do you want cable?
0: It's funny, my yeah. mom, whenever I'm watching sports, she's just like, just tell me when the last five minutes are mm-hmm. on. I'll watch, if it's a close game, if, it, if it's not a close game, then, you know, growing up, I would like, you know, bring the computer wherever I was watching on, you know, in there and we'd watch the last five minutes. So there there's 100 percent, a lot of people who just want to see that, um, you know, pretty much Doctor, what you
1: just what you just highlighted with your mom is the inherent social nature of sports, though. Right. It's just that when you're watching this exciting moment, you're shouting it to the rooftop saying, are you watching this game? This game is crazy. Right. And you're, yeah. you're 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 texting your mom and you're like, Mom, watch this. Right. And
0: 100 percent f-
1: for us. And so for us, it's like, how do we promote that? How do we engage further with that um, so that folks can actually be able to watch it in a very convenient, and easily accessible way?
0: So you, you've got the NBA. What other sports do you want? Are you looking at like oddball sports, pickleball is like the fastest growing sport people are saying these days. Are you looking at, you know, alternative sports like that and in, in terms of adding or how how do you go about that process and getting those?
1: Yeah. It, it, so in addition to um, the NBA, we have WNBA. Um, we are um, in five days about to announce one other league. Um, ah. Which um, we will loop back with. Um, and then um, we should have a one or two more league partnerships set by the end of the year. Um, awesome. Earlier Congrats. this year, thank you. Thank you. Um, earlier this year, we announced our partnership with The Zone, um, a subscription video on demand service that is very much focused on boxing, uh, but they also have other uh, sports. So it's a multi sports subscription video on demand property. Um, We also have our partnership with FanDuel, right, Uh, which we can uh, dive into a little bit deeper. But, you know, what we, you know, our simple philosophy is that, you know, we want to lay the groundwork or the foundation of bringing in a mass audience through a mass appeal, you know, sport, right, such as the NBA, right? And um, our, you know, aspiration is to, you know, do a deal with every single vegan rights holder out there. Um, what I'm especially proud of is uh, our partnership with women's sports, and specifically the WNBA. And that's an area that we want to continuously um, you know really invest in um, because when you're looking at the reality of women's sports, um, very rarely are they given a very favorable um, day part, right? They're played throughout the afternoon on a Saturday or Sunday, right? And so you see this, this in the cycle. In the summer at that, right? And so, um, you know, in the summer and when we have just spent the last two and a half years inside. So the last thing we're going to do in the, on the weekends is stay inside, right? And so you see this kind of vicious cycle where, you know, you're, you, these games are played at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, which means that viewership is not going to be great because no one's sitting in front of a television which means that advertiser demand is down because you want the audience is not large enough, right? And when advertiser dollars are not uh, or demand is not there, then they will never move off of that day part, right? And so I do think that for the short term, Buzzer can be a good fix for that, right? Because Buster, if you're out and about and I alert you saying that Candace Parker is popping off, like you're, you're going to watch the game. For right? sure. And, and,
0: yeah. Back of a um, car at lunch. I mean, whatever it is, you just prop it up. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So that's where we want to really kind of focus on is who are your favorite players, especially the WNBA and women's sports, right? Is that um, more than the team itself, you know, the individuals are the brand, right? Alex Morgan is a household brand. Right? Candace Parker is a household brand, right? Um, you know, I don't think that a lot of people know that Alex Morgan plays for San Diego, right? And they point. just know Alex Morgan as, you know, the one of the captains for the US Women's National Team, right? And so how do we use the awareness, leverage the awareness of the individual, the player to drive tune in and really grow the sport? And I think that's where uh, we can really kind of focus on and, and uh, invest in, in, in terms of how do we leverage the individual and the brand of the player.
0: I love that. You know, it's one of the things that I love most about collectibles. Say uh, there are a lot of guys, a lot of NBA fans who are never WNBA fans. Uh, Panini, which is the company that makes the majority of basketball cards as of now, mm-hmm. licenses are switching around, but um, they launched a WNBA product in 2020 of the most famous product called Prism. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it converted hundreds of thousands Of basketball NBA collectors Mm -hmm. into WNBA investors and fans because they were buying the cards that they thought had the best prospects and naturally they're gonna drive attention. You know, I went in on on Sabrina cards and now I want to watch Sabrina. You know, the second you have some vested interest, whether that's you know getting their collectibles, whether it's rooting for the team, whether it's being near the living near the stadium or, or, you know, somebody who feels one of those three buckets, I'm sure there are more that I'm not thinking of, but it really changes everything. And, you know, I can definitely attest to collectibles in that regard, uh, you know, in a way where, yeah, I'd love to be able to watch the last two minutes of Sabrina games where it's close, because I want her to be the one who's, taking the last shot and not her teammates um but you know like that 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 sort of thing i I think is um is is really fun about it and i can i can visualize it
1: yeah i think collectibles is all about this emotional attachment of you know what you have right and also understanding that it's scarce right that it's rare right and um you know we talked about this a bit where you know, is there a future where we create digital collectibles based off of moments that you've witnessed live? That's right. Awesome. And yeah. And, and also we can tell you, you are one of 1000 people who wish this watched this buzzer beater live. Right. And this is your idea, Buster. Uh, shout out to you. Is that and you joined earlier than anyone. You know, you started watching the game earlier than anyone um, when that moment happened that you did not know was going to happen right and oh, it so would be
0: amazing it would be amazing
1: yeah and and, and really kind of pull the audience back of getting them emotionally invested and attached to uh the moment that you're uh, you're about to watch and you know the, the the reason why we love live sports so much is that we don't know what the outcome is going to be right we think we do right given that who has the, who has the ball. Right. But based on how much money
0: people are betting, they definitely think they do. (laughs) Yeah,
1: definitely. But, but I I think that's what is the, the, the beauty of live sports is that it's communal. It's social. And there is that, uh, moment of anticipation. Right. And, um, and, and that's what really kind of drives me to build buzzer is that I want the next generation to like experience that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I see my five-year-old nephew. He watches uh, that Ryan kid on YouTube of unboxing, yeah, Ryan,
0: right? The toys, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he he finds joy in him opening up a box. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like it's the same thing as it has to be the same thing as watching Dame, you know, hit that logo shot, you know, and, and just that you know moment of. Uh, of happiness or joy. I, I think there's a lot to be said around that, you know, secondhand gratification of experience something in the moment.
0: Yeah. Low effort. It's pretty calming or exciting. Mm-hmm. Depends on how you feel about the team. Like if you're a, like if I'm a Knicks fan and I'm watching the Lakers blazers game, I have, n- I don't care what happens. I'm just yeah. watching to see something happen, you know? So in that case it's calming, but I can imagine for, you know, any Lakers fan would be a very stressful experience, but you—that's know, the fun. It's you know, there's so many different ways uh, to interpret the entertainment, uh, and I, I think that that's that's what makes it fun. And the betting aspect of it, I love, which is just like for people who who are desensitized to watching mm-hmm. their favorite team or desensitized mm-hmm. to watching games that they don't care about. Reincentivizing them to care that's really what betting is nobody's retiring off sports betting um you know so it, it's about getting the dopamine coming again yeah a real, it's a real thing it,
1: and it's it's a way to engage an audience right and so i mean we do it all the time it's like buster if i'm at a sports bar with you and i say hey i bet you a beer you know that you know, my team's going to be your team, right? It's a beer, right? Um, and it's something that is fun and then engaging. Um, you know, the, the goal of Buzzer for a sports better is becoming the destination to watch your bets play out live. Right? And so um, the essence of Buzzer has just been, how do we utilize data to identify moments to alert an audience, right? To bring people together. And that also includes a sports better, right? And so if I can understand that Buster put three uh, a three leg parlay, you know, uh, over three and a half Joel Embiid rebounds, you know, a, a twenty bucks on uh, a three and a half point spread between the Knicks and Celtics, right? And um, I'm I'm making this up, but um, you know. Triple double. This should this get a pretty good payout. Um, triple double of Luca, right? Um, so imagine if I were to send you three alerts of, "Hey, uh, Joel Embiid has ten rebounds. Uh, watch this live bluster." And guess what? Because you put place the bet on a sports book, sports will actually pay for you to watch that for free, right? That's um, cool. So That's so cool. a good analogy is the drinks are free when you're playing blackjack. At the right. Center, right. And so so you're watching that first leg. You're you're over ten. Uh, you know, 10 rebounds, you watch uh, Embiid, Joe uh, get the 11th rebound, alright, next game, hey, Buster uh, it's a four point game between uh, the Celtics and Knicks, you know I know you put 20 bucks on the three and a half point spread, right, and so you watch the last two minutes of the Celtics and Knicks game, and then lastly is you know, um, you know Luca is one assist away from a triple double right, mm-hmm. and you get another alert saying, hey You know, he he got non-exist, watch Luca get the 10th one, right? And so in those individual three very separate games, separate occasions, but what we understand is that Buster is sincerely interested in those three different scenarios, right? So why not let him watch all three of them live?
0: It's interesting. Yeah, whoever the betting partner is would definitely benefit greatly from having that unique uh, offering of allowing people to watch the games from home. Because that's something that I've I guess I've always had a problem with. I've talked to friends about this. Like apparently each TV provider has a different delay to the live game. So for like people mm-hmm. who bet on games, they all have a specific TV subscription that's like five seconds faster than the whatever. But these the apps often take advantage of you in that regard because of that mm-hmm. latency. You're betting on something that you think is What you're watching on tv but in reality the numbers change so fast that you're betting on something that happened 15 seconds ago in real life um you know so i i think where if there was a, a live feed through you know those platforms that would make a pretty significant difference um, I know for for people who are w- once you're aware of that fact, you can never forget it. Um, yeah,
1: but- I think video latency is going to be more of a commoditized product um, over time, right? And and so it'll improve. I think tennis has made significant strides in that, right? Where you can bet on anything, you know, you a double fault, you know, um, yeah. an ace, right? A um, and even someone netting, right? And, and I think that. Um, tennis has made significant strides in actually um, making sure that there is fairness in, you know, sports betting, because um, if that becomes more broad, I I think that the consumers will be very cynical about the entire kind of sports betting industry as a whole. But but it's
0: it's true for basketball that it doesn't matter as much Mm -hmm. till the last minute.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and so I I think um, basketball is super interesting. And Um, Again, you know, think about the last, last time you put a multiple leg parlay. you know, are you figuring out how to watch all of it? No, you probably, you're probably like, okay, um, I'll just check, you know, how many out of the seven I hit the next day. Yeah. Right. Because it's extremely hard to, you know, track all of them. Right.
0: You're so right. It's such a good idea. It's such a good idea.
1: To allow you to do that.
0: To notify people and and allow them to tune in, whether it's for free or, or through, tokens or credits
1: yeah yeah what's what's a dollar when you put twenty dollars on on the line right and especially so especially
0: if it's to um, win like a couple hundred
1: absolutely no, no I, I think uh, i i learned a ton looking at pat mcafee uh, pat mcafee does these ridiculous you know six to 13 leg parlays and you can watch it with him right and yeah. you can watch him sweat through, you know sweat while uh, each of his parlays walk uh you know work out but again that is a Three four hour game format, you know, you're watching it for you know a long period of time, and not a lot of folks have that time. So how do we kind of chop that up and optimize it for mobile and, and alert you when those moments matter? And so that's where I'm very excited about, you know, in terms of our partnership with sports betting. Um, you know, we have no intention of becoming a sports operator, uh, a betting operator. Um, what we want to do is just cater to the sports betting audience, and we feel that curated notifications based off of their bet slips is going to be a very significant value add uh, for those type of sports fans.
0: How much do you think about sports outside of the United States, such as major soccer leagues and uh, you know sports worldwide?
1: I do ton. I do a ton because um, think about you being a Tottenham Hotspur fan and you live in l a. got to wake up at five six a m in the morning, yeah. right. and so I think time zone, unfriendly uh, games. And and we'll certainly see that with the World Cup too, right? Where a lot of matches are going to be played in the morning and early morning based off of where you are. Um, so, you know, European soccer uh, or football is something that we've been very keenly uh, uh, eyeing on and and focused on. Um, you know, I, I also think um, cricket. Cricket is a three to five day game format, day format. <laughs>
0: What is it? The biggest sport in the world, or second biggest sport in the world?
1: I mean, I I I, I think it's the second biggest, I, uh, after soccer. But you know, you, you're you have an entire country that's watching that, right? And so oh, yeah. they've had um,
0: matches with a billion viewers, which is, yes. to my understanding, never happened in any other sport.
1: Yeah, I mean, what people don't realize about cricket is that you you think that NFL dominates the u.s so there was there a uh, I read a study a study i i i don't know what source it is but the, the high level kind of study was consumption penetration which means if that game is available to you would you watch it and it, it doesn't matter what who the teams are it's uh you know would you watch it and in the u.s nfl had around a 70 70 uh, percent Consumption penetration, which means that if there is a football game that is available to you on television, seventy percent of Americans would watch it. Right? That's a that very
0: high number. Yeah,
1: very high number. I mean, this was two thousand sixteen, and I, I and I still think that NFL dominates. You know, here in the U.S., right? It's no surprise that you know a Thursday night football game will do anywhere between thirteen to fifteen million viewers. You right. know, it's it's something that is very uh, common in India. The cricket consumption penetration is around ninety eight percent.
0: Holy cow! That's insane. So, That's a crazy. Which means,
1: I mean, and, and which means that you know, if cricket is available to almost hundred percent of the people, will just stop and watch it. It's like, you know, and it's incredible when you think about it. And in 2016 i experienced kind of a ipl tender which was the you know the 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 tendering of the rights moving forward for IPL, and uh, facebook shocked everyone back in the day in 2016 or 17 where they bid 600 million dollars for ipl rights 600 million dollars and the reason why facebook looked at it and we we did that we had twitter we did the analysis we we're like there's no way you can make money from that you know we had a break even point and, and 600 million was multiples of that break even point but the reason why facebook went so hard at it is because you own cricket in india you own the market
0: yeah. <laughs> you
1: know you own you know you you will get people to download your product because you have cricket Right, and so um, it, it's it's really hard to fathom that here in the U.S. Because yes, the NFL is very dominant, but does that you know does that app become the must-downloaded app you know in your market because you have that one sport? No, right. And so um, I, I do think that cricket is super interesting for us uh, in terms of um, capturing a an audience. Um, you know, specifically because it's a very uh, long form format, it's a three to five day format.
0: Crazy that that penetration rate is unreal, and it's funny too. Like, I, I, I've said this before, but um, you know, it's it for the first time in history, there are people online with 50 to 100 million followers that you've never heard of. There are TikTok dancers and YouTubers and cricket players and soccer soccer players and basketball players for some. And, you know, politicians that you've never even heard of. And Mm -hmm. they've got 75 million followers. It's insane. And it's insane. And from, you know, this my standpoint as well, there's not one platform that I guess is able to properly monetize around all of them tiktok is banned in a lot of countries like china and india Mm uh you know not everybody is a youtuber uh Mm -hmm. certain sports like we've talked about in this episode are only available to certain people in certain places and there's so many nuances there there isn't really anything that's properly able to capture all of those people the 50 to 100 million plus Yeah something interesting to think about that buzzer can you know have a have a really good place in
1: yeah i mean bloomberg i think two years ago reported the spending power of gen z to be 230 billion dollars right this is a little i mean it's i think it's the i i think gen z has officially become the biggest population in the world right that's intense um i mean you're part of it. And so I am not, but, um, you know, a lot of money. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but, but also, but Buster, you are very discerning about where, you, where you spend it, right? You're extremely, when you spend it, you spend it, but you're, you're very discerning about where to spend it. And, and I, and so I, I think that that's where we need to really kind of focus on is how do you, again, it goes, it goes back to personalization and curation, you know, it's that, You know, Gen Z is not going to watch any show or any game. You know, you have to personalize it. You have to give them reasons why, right? And again, you have to make them feel a certain way, right? And it ties back to emotions. The same way that you love collectibles, again, you know, it's it's tied back to an emotion that you have, right? And so how do we, and, and that's the thing about the beauty of live sports. I saw, I tweeted this, I think two days ago. I don't even like the Phillies. But someone overlaid um, the moneyball theme song with uh, Bryce Harper hitting that <laughs> two run walk off, and they slowed the the video down
0: that's good and
1: oh it's it, it like gave me goosebumps, and I don't care for the Phillies you know it's it, and and watching that over and over again, I'm like, that is why we love sports. that's why we love live sports. We love being in the moment. It makes us feel a certain way, you know makes us all tingly inside. It's just like, I, I love that. And again, that's what really kind of drives the passion for me in creating a product that fosters that emotion, you know, that togetherness, because again, you know, uh, I, I think the entire generation, I uh, specifically Gen Z is losing out on it because it's so convenient to watch a highlighter clip on TikTok or on Twitter. Yeah. The on, live experience
0: you know? is different. It's why like, I mean, the thing live sports the thing that still holds up TV for maybe other other generations but Mm -hmm. like every when there's a big boxing match I mean that's the best example because it's like gladiatorship I mean this stuff has not the only thing that has changed is that they're not killing each other nobody dies at the end usually Yeah, Um, Yeah. but even the chance of you know somebody getting knocked out is enough to make everybody stop what they're doing like you remember Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor the world stopped that yeah that is the power of that's like the ultimate that if you can if like i i think for records in like the nba so like there's a big one coming up with lebron obviously like Mm -hmm. the chase to x number of points um you know like those things are exciting and can make people stop and appreciate greatness uh but yeah it's that there's definitely a lot a lot there i'm i'm totally yeah
1: you 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 see the aaron judge 62 homer great example right yeah you know albert pujol 700 yeah right we got a couple of them yeah or or even just like a simple no hitter you know it's that you know you may not even know the team or the player but you 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 can you understand the concept of a no hitter and you want to watch it because you're like is this person going to complete the no hitter or not Right. And and if we were able to alert everyone at say the top of the knife, right? I think people would watch it. Right. And I know um,
0: people would watch it. This is something and we can close after this, but something that I I think about very often is every day I try to do a few things that I will never regret doing. So mm -hmm. that can be working out. That can be trying Mm -hmm. to eat healthy. That can be talking to people I really like or my family. If I can do a couple things a day that I'll never regret, Mm -hmm. it's at bare minimum been an okay day. That's Um, a great way to live. And things like that. Like if you think about like a, a, if you think about what you were doing 10 years ago on, we recorded this on October 26th, Mm -hmm. you probably can't picture exactly what you were doing on October 26th, but if you tuned in for three minutes yeah. to watch the no yeah. hitter, you will remember exactly what you were doing on October 26th, you know, 2022 or 2010 or 12. Um, so, like those little things, mm-hmm. they matter because you want to yeah. you want to do as many things that you're going to remember as possible. That's how yeah, not- and
1: I think that dovetails 22. into your digital collectible idea. Is like, how do I also give you a digital memento? That you witnessed this live, that you were in the moment, right? And um I, I think that is just a shift of that where we need to be, right? And um I, I joke because, you know i'm you know i'm I'm saying, hey, you should be present in the moment, in a game. And you know, my wife's like, well, you know, you're watching a game, and I'm sitting next to you, and we're not talking. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but it's five minutes. I was like, would you rather have five minutes uh, where I'm distracted? Or you know where I spend an entire afternoon on Sunday? She's like, I'm so thankful. And, and I said this actually on a panel um, two weeks ago at the SVJ uh, World of Congress. I was sitting next to the CEO of um, NFL Media, and I professed to the entire group saying, you know, I um, opted to go upstate to watch to see the fall foliage, um, you know, instead of sitting in my on my couch and watching Red Zone. And Hans was like, you you picked. Fall leaves over the NFL. It's like no, I actually picked my marriage over the NFL. Um, mm. But um, you know, to the point of just being able to get alerts when my fantasy roster matters—that's all yeah. I need.
0: Fantasy right? is another great component. Yeah, it falls in line Absolutely. with the betting concept.
1: Yeah. yeah, so it's like, hey, Mahomes is on my uh, Mahomes is on my squad. So you know, when the Chiefs are in the red zone, that's all I want to watch. That's all I want to watch, right? And so um, I, I think there's so many use cases of how we can really drive uh, buzzer as a product. And I'm very thankful to have you as an advisor. And I um, love waking up to text messages saying, "Hey, how about we do this? Or how, how about you know this product idea?" They're <laughs> excellent in the sense that it, it, it's it's that's what will make this product great. Is that you are our customer, right? I think that you your wow. your folks that listen to your show. Our, our customers, right? And so keep the feedback coming, right? And we want to continuously innovate in areas where it is very much kind of empathetic to what our customer wants, right? And, uh, including yourself. So
0: well, um, I,
1: I think I inadvertently closed your show like myself. No, you, you, did a,
0: you did a great job of doing that. <laughs> I don't, I mean, everybody get on buzzer. If you're not on buzzer, that's all that's left to be said, Bo, thank you for coming on. I appreciate as always. Where, where can people find you as well? In addition to, in addition to buzzer.
1: Yeah. At Bohan, B O H A N at Twitter, right. That is my primary source. Um, shout out to my Twitter family, uh, for helping me build to what we have and who I am. Um, uh, but if I'm on Twitter and, um, yeah, I mean, again buzzer is available on the app store as well as google play so check it out um give us feedback and um buster thank you again for having me um it's always a pleasure my friend
0: sweet all right everybody see you next time peace